Hello, and welcome to Business Owners Unite, the podcast where we explore the challenges, successes, and lessons learned from those who have navigated the exciting yet complex world of business ownership. Whether you're just starting out or you're a seasoned entrepreneur, this podcast is for you to help, inspire, and guide you on your business journey. So let's get started and unite the world of business owners, one story at a time. So welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Business Owners Unite podcast. Today, I've got a very special guest. I've got Steve Plummer from Symmetry Marketing. Steve, would you want to give us a bit of a rundown just in terms of who you are and what you do? Hey, Kyle. Thank you. And hi, everyone who is listening. Yeah. So my name is Steve Plummer. As Kyle said, I'm a marketing strategist, copywriter, an author, and a speaker. And I basically help people use words in the right way to connect them to their audience. That kind of oversimplifies things a little bit, but essentially words, and this is the message, Kyle, I think you've seen me speak from stage a couple of times. Yes, you know, have, it's, yeah. it's the message, you know, words make a difference in this world. The words you say to yourself, the words you say to your staff, the words you say to your market. And if you can get them right, it makes a hell of a lot of things easier, I guess, within the business world. But it does start with communication with self, right? That's the, yeah, that's yeah. one I'm big on. Um, yeah. you know, and because we've all got that nasty voice inside the head that goes, you know what, Steve, or you know what, Cole, you're really not good enough. You really shouldn't be doing this. Just go and get a job. Yeah. It'd be so much easier if you just quit and went and get a job, right? We've all got that little guy there going. Duh, duh, Why duh, are you duh, saying duh. this to me, Steve? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, not saying right. it. The little guy, you know, and so we've all, and so I, I think one of the things that I, I, I understand and I know from a, just a human, you know, a, a human perspective is we, all of us have very similar problems, very similar challenges. We, we might like to think when we're in pain, we might like to think that it's just me. But when you talk to more and more people and you work with more and more people, you understand that it's kind of the human challenge. Yeah. doesn't make it any easier, yeah. mind you. But <laughs> yeah. And so what I do is I help people with their words, like more so to their customers, their prospects and connecting them in the right way with the right people. But also, you know, a chunk of what I do when I'm working with the business is to just talk about what, what is going on inside the, yeah. the you know, because I can, and the thing is too, I can often see and relate to what they're saying or not saying because I've been there too, right? Yeah, it's a lived experience. Yeah. You're, you're right. I think it's part of the human condition, isn't it? And I think the one thing that I've learned in my time as a marketer is like how much psychology comes into play with this stuff. It's almost from what you've told me, you're almost a marketer slash a therapist in a way, you know, you're kind of helping yeah. people <laughs> yeah. figure out. You're right, but I hope not. I don't think I want to be a therapist. You know, we can be flipping about that, but if, yeah. in reality, I guess that's what I'm a therapist in their words to their market and a therapist in words to, to themselves in many ways. It's a really interesting, a really interesting perspective. Yeah. I honestly do believe that um, psychology has such a big part to play in anything you do, Um, but sales and marketing, especially because you find that the kind of way that marketers and those will play people is find their, their, their weak points, find those kind of insecurities or find the pain points probably more accurately that they're feeling in their lives and then find a way to wrap that in here is the solution for that problem. Here is something that's going to help alleviate those pains that you're feeling. And that's really that kind of draw in for a lot of consumers. And even as business, you know, we, it's not like we're suddenly not human. It's like we have a lot of pains that we're going through um, that we're trying to figure out ourselves. Um, and that's where business to business comes in. It's like you're marketing to business owners who have problems and have pains mm-hmm. that they're trying to alleviate. Uh, most of that is, you know, their sales and marketing. They want to grow their business. They want more leads. They want more sales, they want whatever it is. And you're trying to help solve that as well. 
and definitely the mindset as well in terms of how we think about our businesses, how we think about ourselves. Um, I know that me and my journey, I've really struggled with imposter syndrome a lot of the time. And I think it's such a, you said it before, it's like part of that human condition. We all have that voice in our heads. That's like, you're not good enough. You don't know what, why would people want to hear from you? And you have to learn how to overcome that by speaking to yourself in a healthier way, being kind to yourself. If you wouldn't speak to somebody like your best friend, you know, you wouldn't speak to them being like, you're, you're, you know, you're a terrible person. You suck at this. You know, why the hell would you talk to yourself like that? It's such a, a crazy conundrum, but at the same time, that's on humans. Yeah. Yeah. That's on humans. Yeah. And I think, look, it's an interesting one too, Cole. You and I were talking off air about this is that old, that very powerful, but old saying, you can't read the label from inside the jar. In other words, um, you know, and you, you made the point back to me, we, we often don't ask for help when we need it. And asking for help is a sign of strength. And so if you do, and this is not a pitch to hire me or to hire Kyle or anything like that, but if you, you do require assistance, it doesn't mean that you suck or that uh, there's something wrong. It just means you need help. I yeah. need help. Kyle, you need help. We all need mentors and coaches and things. Oh, and that Absolutely. can come it can come in the form of a book, a training course, a phone call, a consultation, um, wh whatever it might be. I, I would just, because you cannot read the label from inside the jar, which is where we all are in our business, I've got blind spots. I can't see things that totally. I can easily see in someone else's business. Like I, I've written for over 60 different niches, Carl. 60, wow. more than 60. Right. Like, why don't I have all my own stuff figured out? Mm. You know? like, it's mm. because I'm human. And yeah. it's the same for everyone, every one of you listening. And I think that's one of the, the challenges of the business and the marketing world is that we see the snippets of people's lives that they want to show up. The flashy, good talker who can articulate and, you know, da, 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 da. And we don't often see the reality behind the scene. And when yeah. the other thing too, I think when we see that really cool person, we automatically elevate them and diminish mm. ourselves. Please so don't true. do that. Please don't yeah. do that. Yeah. Yeah. You're raising a lot of great, great points here. I think, especially with the rise of social media and all of the mm. algorithmic content that we get fed to us, I think that we're going to see a ramifications of this, of, I guess, what we're kind of already seeing in, in a lot of uh, younger generations is you're, it's almost like a breeding ground for narcissism mm. and not feeling enough. So you're encouraged yeah. to show the best parts of your life and look at how great I am. Look at all the accomplishments I'm doing. Look at all the trips I'm having and all the happiness I have in my life. And it's most likely empty, right? It's like you're encouraged to sell yourself. Whereas then everyone who's consuming that is like, why am I not doing this? Am I not good enough? Is there something wrong with me? Mm -hmm. It's really breeding this horrible culture of not good enough and feeling of keeping up with the Joneses. And I really do respect when you, when you find people who are authentic. I think we have a craving for authenticity. I think that we're going to start seeing more, I hope anyways, more of that kind of emerging, but it's very hard to um, to cut through the noise right now with mm. the platforms and the way that they're structured. It's really to try to get as much content to you that's going to keep you on the platform as long as they can, rather mm. than really high quality kind of content that, that's authentic and, and real. Um, so I don't know, that was a, that was a bit of a, a random uh, <laughs> tangent there. Yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting point you make though. And I'll link it to something that I saw very recently. There's a, an incredible book by... I'll actually sitting on my desk here. It's by Gene Schwartz, oh, breakthrough, nice. breakthrough advertising, right? It's a, um, it's, that's, that costs about 120 bucks. It's a, oh, wow. it's an iconic thing in the marketing world. And one of, and in, in marketing and copywriting, we talk very much about research, get to know your market. And yeah. the reason I bring this up is that 
one of the best pieces of advice that Gene Schwartz, the great ad man from last century, gives mm. in that book is to research, get out and connect. Yeah. His words, go to Walmart. Yeah. Uh, and listen to people. Why? Because that's who you're going to ultimately be selling to. Okay. And in this age of, and I mean, it's ironic that we're talking online here, but in this age of, of the online world, forget the irony for a second, <laughs> in the age of the online world, I would challenge you, are you getting out enough and talking to other human beings yeah. and spending time with other human beings? And you and I met at a networking event, Kyle, and that has been I'll say it's been a semi-game changer for me, just in terms of hearing what people are saying and knowing what, what is going on in people's hearts and minds. And so I, I would ask anyone listening, are you getting out and connecting enough? If, even if it is just, dare I say it, going and walking around a shopping mall for, for an hour and just he hearing snippets of conversation, talking to or listening to people, it's a, really, it's a really interesting thing how that might change some of the dynamic of what you do to be hearing people why you know and that you're doing your research it's still at work you know um so it's, yeah. it's a really interesting one that connection point of view of of the human spirit the human condition i agree going to the networking events i didn't realize how isolated i'd become working for myself working remote and at that human connection how much it's reinvigorated me i only started networking mainly to make friends who we could talk about the same things because mm. not everyone talks about business not everyone talks about the you know marketing and these are things that I'm very passionate about. So you've got to find those kind of birds of a, of a feather, right? That you can kind of uh, all share kind of common interests. But the, the weird nerdy yeah. people, right? Weird nerdy people. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. We're yes. kind of a bit, a bit outsiders. Yeah. Bless us, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're cool. Yeah, we're cool. Yeah. Yeah. But I think uh, just being able to talk to people has allowed me to understand a bit more of the actual pain points that business owners are having and are the struggles that people are going through right now. You know, I'm not reliant on studies or benchmark reports or anything that you might get online, which are very handy, but you're talking to people, you're building up relationships, you're understanding like, oh, okay, so you're finding it hard to find clients right now, or you're finding it's a bit quieter or cash flow is a real issue. Like, and, and like we were saying before, you know, it's kind of like that authentic vulnerability of being like, man, like this is tough. You've got to trust people in order to open up and be vulnerable. And that's not something you can easily do online um as much as you can probably maybe in person i don't know but yeah, yeah. human element man like yeah you don't have that i think life is pretty lonely yeah it is and i think one of the there's two two points i'll make one of the things that covid did was it isolated a lot of people we got conditioned to being alone and like you said i don't think that did many people favors because it separated and isolated a lot of us and i think there's still because I, I agreed with everything that you wrote, I was ticking things off as you were saying it about that isolate right, and the connecting. And so I would challenge anyone listening to have you, because the more people I talk to, the more they go, oh, wow, I was like that. I did yeah. isolate myself. And so I'd challenge anyone listening. And it may or may not be true for you. I don't know. That's up to you to, to decide. But have you got a, have you become that isolated person? And could you benefit more from getting out and connecting? And it's not an advertisement for any particular networking <laughs> group or anything like that. We don't get a cut from any yeah, networking. networking yeah. <laughs> no, none of that, right? No. But it's a really interesting question for, yeah. I think, each business owner to answer. Because let's face it, when you work in a big environment, whether it's a big business, a government, like there's people around you all the time and you just get caught up in the system, if you like. And I've been an ex-high school um, teacher, head of department, deputy principal. I totally understand that. When you become a business owner and or you're a marketer, a marketing business owner, 
you are, if, even if you've got people around you, you are also related um, because your decisions are what determines the success or failure of something. And it can be, or even if you do have staff, they might not understand the business direction. They may not understand yeah. the challenges that marketing has. So it's, it, I think it's a really important point about each person must, or, or I'd encourage each person, rather let me rephrase that, I would encourage each person to do to have a think about, are you getting out and enough and connecting? Have yeah. you become that isolated person as a result of COVID? I know it's a bit of a taboo topic in many circles, but we've got to be honest with ourselves, right? And that's the first step to improvement, right? Is that self-honesty. And if I'm honest with myself, I probably denied that for a, quite a while. No, I'm fine. I got used to working via Zoom. It's okay. But it was okay until it wasn't. And that's when I needed to get out and connect more with human beings. Yeah. yeah so yeah, qu question that everyone, I think needs to, everyone in their own business and in small business would really benefit from honestly answering. And uh, there's no right or wrong answer. It's just where you, where you're at right now. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think that the, it has probably pushed a lot of people to, even if they were unknowingly doing so to self-isolate. And I know I did that. I, it took me a long while after things started opening up again to start getting out there. And me, I'm like, I think as extroverted as you possibly could be, I think I'm, if there's a sliding scale, I'm on the far, far end of that. So I need that. And I didn't realize how much I need to be able to talk to people and just get that face with, with uh, like-minded individuals. So I would agree it's an important part, whether you're introverted or extroverted to get out and actually talk to people. And going back to business, I think that getting that kind of face-to-face -face conversations, you're going to learn so much more and be able to just ask really quick questions of like, how are you finding this? And you learn so much through your network of different advertising techniques, where different apps that you could use in your business, different mm -hmm. events that you should be going to, um, even referral where yeah. it's like, hey, I'm working with this person. Yeah. Um, they're, they're looking for somebody to help with their books or whatever it is. So I definitely agree. That's an important part of it all. You did drop a bit of information there. I want to circle back to actually, you were saying that you were an assistant principal. Is that right? Correct. Yes. So what made you leap from being a, uh, an assistant principal kind of uh, into the marketing world? Uh, that seems like quite an interesting journey. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's totally unrelated, right? The two occupations are very much unrelated. And the other thing I was doing when I was in school was I was a freelance journalist. I became a That's boxing writer. Unrelated. Yeah. And so I, I always had a love of words and working in school and being a an administrator in school, it's a really tough job. I, I had four little kids at the time. I was leaving home really early, getting home really late, not having oh. much energy left for them and my family. And it was just like, I, my, my income is incredibly limited. It's, it's safe money, but it's limited. And man, what, I've got to find a way to, I want to write for a living, right? I want to be a writer. And it's, right. that's the thing that was in me. I, I could administer and do, you know, do a whole lot of things in a, hundred staff and 1200 kids or whatever, a big job. And just as an aside, people say, why don't you want to scale your business? No, I've been there. I've done that. I'm happy being small, but it was a case of, I did try out freelance journalism. I tried to get into journalism, but I would have had to take a 20 or $30,000 pay cut to leave teaching. But, and when you've got a mortgage and four kids, that's yeah. just, that's not going to happen. A bit um, more restrictive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the way that I was at a, an event in Sydney and I was, there was all these people talking about um, how much money they make online. And as a copywriter, I do this and do that. And I went, oh, gosh, that's what I want to do. And wow, you know, long, long story short and lots of investment in myself and lots of mentors. Here we are. I run my own bespoke marketing agency that that's also, awesome. that writes for people and also teaches people how to write. 
Yeah, of that, course. That's Steve. what I do. Yeah. What, what a inspiring journey. Cause I think that takes a lot of courage, especially when you've got a family to provide for and a mortgage to pay. I think oh, that, that would have been a, a tough decision or at least a scary decision. Yeah. It's a really interesting one, Cole. I think in hindsight, it's scarier than it was going through it because back then, one, I had the support of my wife, which was really important. Mm, obviously. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but two, because I think I was so focused and looking ahead. There wasn't a lot of space to to be fearful, if that makes sense. Yeah. Even though there was some fear underneath there, but it was more, it was a bigger leap looking back after the fact than it was mm. in it because I'd taken leave, long service leave at half pay for a period of time. So I did have a bit of a safety net. It was a little bit strategic in what I did. Yeah, nice. And it's it's also that question or that, that thing, this sounds really woo-woo, but when you open a door and jump through, it's surprising how much the universe supports you. And what I found was that support just came, opportunities came. Like it was when I got desperate, a client would ring or a referral would show up. And it was like that I backed myself and therefore the universe backed me. I'm I'm not saying it was easy and I did lots of late nights and all of those sorts of things. It was like burning the the boats and just making sure I was focused forward in, in what I was doing. Yeah. That's that. To be honest, there's so much wisdom in there, I reckon, Steve, that you've just shared with the audience. I reckon that's great because it really is, I find, the successful people that I've had the pleasure of getting to know have that similar mindset of, look, I'm going to put my faith in myself and I know that this is going to work out. Obviously, you play it, you know, the smartest you can. It's not like you're going to jump in. Yes, you burn the boats and make sure that you're giving yourself that kind of full commitment into what it is that you're aspiring to do. But you also can make sure that you've got a good plan. You've got the support of your loved ones in your life. And if you can taper from one kind of uh, career to another, you're definitely making sure that you're supporting yourself in a smart way. But that mindset, I think, is so important. I believe that this is going to work. And I'm going to do everything in my power to make this happen. And fear is, it can be a good motivating force. But I think that you don't want your fear to overcome you. You need Mm -hmm. to go, look, I am going to do the best that I can. And that's all I can control. That's all I can really do here. If you listen to all those voices and they over, overwhelm you or over, overcome your desire to actually do this, you're just going to stop yourself before you've even started. You're, you've got you've to take that leap of faith. And so that's a really inspiring story, man. I didn't know oh, thank that's you. how you did yeah, it. Yeah. yeah that's- and look, one other thing, be really transparent as well, Kyle, it wasn't all plain sailing, right? I, yeah. There were some ups and downs and there were, just really quickly, I remember the second ever paid job I did, and it's very different too, going from where you're getting paid by an organization to having to then ask people for money as a service provider, right? That's a hard skill. It is. Yeah. 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 Especially when, as a teacher, you've got to give a lot, right? Yeah. You you feel you've got to help kids and people and their parents and their families. And so that's a give. And then to suddenly ask was- Doesn't feel natural, does it? No, hell no, no. And I remember that I did my first paid job for a lady in her, the launching of a business. And it was, it went really well. The copy was great. She loved it. She asked me to do follow up for another business. And I thought, oh man, I really love that. I was on top of this and I took some shortcuts Mm. and she hated it and it bombed (laughs) and I felt like crap, but it was the best lesson I ever had because I didn't know everything. I did need to, and still need to go through all the steps to get it right. Yeah. And so there, there have been ups and downs like that along totally. the way, but that early lesson was the universe going, yes, we'll support you, but if you get it wrong, <laughs> we're going to belt you. So there was, there was some downs yeah. like that. And I, I moped around. I thought, oh, this is too hard. I'm going back. Mm-hmm. There were times there were ups and downs yeah. like that. 
Yeah. yeah. And because when you do hear a story like that, it's, it's easy to see just the positive and the end results. You don't exactly. see the journey as well. Yeah. Or if you're going through changes at the moment, there's going to be some tough time. That's unfortunately that's life, right? And I look yeah. at nature. We have winter and summer. We have night and dark. I was just thinking that. Yeah. That's life as well, right? You're going to have your dark times, Absolutely. your hard times, your cold times, your warm times. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Everything goes through ups and downs. And oh, you look at anyone, the most successful people in the world. I'm going to pull some names from the top of my head. Like, Richard Branson, for example, the guy started so many different businesses and ventures, uh, started his first business when he was a young teenager. How long has he been on the brink of bankruptcy? How many did he bet everything he had to start a new venture that he believed in only to have it either collapse or something happen where it's nearly catastrophic? You know, same as Elon Musk, you know, people mm -hmm. who are worth billions, hundreds of billions of dollars. These guys bet it all and it's not a linear path. It's not like they've just yeah. gone every year they've doubled the yeah. their value it's like they've gone up then down and sometimes you're going to have those down moments i think that's probably one of the most lessons that anyone can learn running a business is that it's not a linear path and you're going to learn as you go and it's going to mm -hmm. be times where things aren't going to be all sunshines and rainbows it's going to be tough but you have to persevere and have faith that it's going to work out and that what you're trying to do that north star that you're working towards is worth the journey, right? It's worth the pain. So I think going back to all the words, because you are an expert wordsmith, I think it's really <laughs> important to, to have that mission and have that vision. Why am I doing what I'm doing? Is it so that I can spend more time with my kids? Is it so that I can enjoy uh, what I do? Is it so that I can help other businesses uh, figure out their why? Um, having that North mm -hmm. Star, or in our case, the South Star, um, is really important to, to, I think, any entrepreneur to be resilient and deal with those tough times because that's the only thing you can't avoid. You're going to have moments where you're like, why the hell am I doing this? This is so hard. Yeah. And even yeah. it will be easier to go and get a job, right? And yes. it is so much, yeah. when you think about it, basically, because tax gets taken out. So everything you earn is totally profit, right? Um, you don't have yeah. to worry about clients. You don't, you just turn up and do your thing. It's much easier. Um, but yeah. if the entrepreneurial spirit burns within you, it might be much easier but yep. it's also akin to a certain death in a way, uh, a death of yep, the spirit exactly. or, a, or at least a curbing of the spirit. And yeah, for all those freedom seeking, entrepreneurial, weirdo type and more power to you because yeah, that's what makes the world go, makes the world turn. Not big, not big business, but the entrepreneurial spirit. Totally true. Yeah. I know that I went to the BX conference recently and I saw, I always get his name wrong, but Mike, the prophet first uh, author, and I always get his last name mm. wrong, so I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. He was saying that small business isn't the backbone of the economy. It is the economy because yeah. every business started as a small business. Yes. And we need that as to keep basically the world moving forward is we need people to be brave enough to take that leap. And it's, it's inspiring to hear you t explain your story because I think that a lot of people would probably feel scared oh especially when you have kids reliant on you mm -hmm. you have a more you know your whole family's dependent on you that is a lot of responsibility and to take that leap would you know, that leap of faith would take a lot of courage and a lot of you know, faith that, that it's going to work out so if you've done it i know that there's people probably mm -hmm. who might be on their journey of going should i do this they're on the fence it's like you can do you know i think learn from steve here and, and <laughs> if you believe in what it is that you want to achieve and what you want to do I mean, you can find a way what's mm -hmm. the saying by nietzsche it's like if you have a uh, give me a why you can bear any how or something like that. I can't remember the saying. Well, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's some saying that's really smart and prophetic, but uh, Kyle's butchered it. So that's great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, this has been great, Steve. I guess looking back on your 
journey. If you were uh, going back in time to speak to yourself uh, and you're like, look, here are the, the main things that I've learned along the way. Learn from me. Uh, what would it be that you would share with the younger principal version of C? Don't let the voice in your head become overwhelming um, because it can. Yeah. Get still your mind will get out of your head and get more from that heart space, right? But your heart will never let you down, whereas your head will. So they're probably two big things. And the other thing is just believe in yourself. I, if I look back, I wish I had believed in myself more. And I know, but based on you're saying you know, how brave and all that is, and that sounds like very much a contradiction, but I, I wish I had believed in myself to take, and even to take more risks. You know, and you might think you took the ultimate risk. Oh, what are you talking oh, about? That's, yeah. that, that's contradictory, but play less safe. I, yeah. Don't listen to that voice. Yeah. yeah. Play less safe. Um, that's all. Um, I'm a big believer that bravery isn't the absence of fear. It's the ability to still move forward and while fearing, you know, mm. being fearful. Um, bravery is definitely not being absent of fear. So yeah, I yeah. think that we all have those voices. It's our own, uh, I'm not even going to call it demons. I think it's just a part of us. It's human nature. Yeah. So. You can't switch that off. I think it's just being at peace with it and acknowledging it, but still moving forward towards what it is that you want. That's my two cents. And yeah, no, I agree with that totally. Yeah, You can't switch it off because to switch it off is to deny part of you, right? Because that yes. voice is part of you. Um, mm -hmm. It's part of your makeup as a human being. It's how we could call it the shadow self as Carl Jung did, yeah. but you can't, it's still part of you. It's how you manage that voice, that shadow self mm -hmm. is the key thing in business. Yeah, actually, if, if we've got time, Cole, I'll just share one quick Absolutely. story. I was, there's a guy, a marketer from the US called Dobbin Buck. He runs, what was it, Get You Wired Marketing Agency out of Atlanta in Georgia. And he came out for the Keep Cop, but you'd be aware of the, the CRM Keep. And he was a keynote speaker and I was fortunate enough to have, have dinner with him. And I asked him, yeah, yeah, I said, what, because I wasn't at the Keep conference, but I said, what was your, what was your um, keynote speech about? And he said, oh, about how to deal with your business and with your mind and business. And I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, what do you want your business to be? What do you want it to do for you? And he said, for example, I only work three days a week now. I don't work Mondays and I don't work Fridays. And I said, well, tell me more about that. And he said, I just, he said, it's a decision. Everything in life is one decision away. You make a decision and then you move on. And, and I said, okay, I get that. But how did you get through the fear of, gee, if I'm not in my business working, how do I keep the revenue coming in? How do I keep things yeah. moving? And he paused for me and he said, oh, it's really interesting. He said, what I worked out, whether I worked three days a week, five days a week, seven days a week, 20 days a week, he said that fear was always there. Wow. So it wasn't about diminishing the fear. It was about organizing my life to make the business do what I wanted it for me. Nice. And that's a, because mm. no one talks about that, right? The fear mm. of failing and the fear of if I do X why might happen and why yeah. it's obviously bad. And for someone of that stature to come out and say that fear is always there, it was in many ways, it was a relief for me going, oh, good, I'm not just the only one. If, I, <laughs> if a client cancels or doesn't renew or whatever it is, that yeah. goes, where's the next paycheck coming from kind of yeah. thing, right? That yeah. fear, and that fear is always there. So yeah, how do you deal with that fear? And Maybe it's time not to deny that's there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's like you said, like that Jungian like shadow work. But you need to look at this is a part of me. It's not something that I need to repress or hide or try to shut up. You know, it's like I need to listen to it.
but not let it take the wheel. Um, it's something that I, I need to acknowledge and realize that I'm still moving forward regardless. It's not going to stop me from doing the things that I know are important. And I can't believe how many successful people and coaches and business people always come back to mindset. It's you know not so focused on here's the tools and tricks that you need to use to scale a successful business. It's like, here is the tools to help your mindset. Here's the ways mm -hmm. to develop yourself and help yourself grow. And I think that is probably uh, one of the most profound things for running a business is do the work on yourself, invest in yourself and, and how to not quiet the voice, but learn to live with that voice, those, those limiting beliefs and still move forward and speak to yourself in a more healthy manner, important. And I, I think that for me is the number one lesson I've learned in running a business is being kind to yourself. You know, like you wouldn't speak to anyone else the way you speak to yourself. So why yeah. do you allow you to speak to you like that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really uh, a lesson that, that I've learned along the way, for sure. So let me phrase that another way without getting too woo-woo on it. I'll go woo-woo. Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost- I've got a woo-woo shirt on today. Yeah, <laughs> you have it. That's a real, it is a really <laughs> nice shirt, by the way. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah. It's almost that thing of learn the spiritual tools. Yes. And then the 3D tools are a lot easier. So wow. for example- Work on yourself, your uh, your shadow and all of those things. Do that spiritual work. And then it's much easier for me to teach you how to use words, for Kyle to teach you how to use social media, et cetera, et cetera. So yes. there's, there's two parts to the business marketing equation is that self, spiritual self stuff and then the 3D stuff. The easy part. Yeah. is that 3D stuff, right? Because yeah. I, I can teach you how to write a really good headline. I can teach you how to write really good copy. Yeah. I can teach you how to structure a campaign. I can teach you all of those things. Yeah. But none of those tools are going to be going to work really well unless you've got in here, right? So true. It's almost the reason mindset is so important. It's like if you want to get fit and healthy, you want to look good, feel good in your body. You know that you need to eat healthy, eat better, and you need to work out. Like you're going to need to do some type of physical activity, right? The hard part is the mindset, the willpower, yeah. the determination, the dedication to actually showing up every day and doing something that's stepping you towards that outcome. So it's the same with the business. It's the same with anything that you're going to do in your life. I think that uh, Thomas Anderson, I, I'm going to, again, try to do a quote, but we'll see how it goes. He said that genius is 1% inspiration, 99% mm. perspiration. And that's super relevant to anything yeah. you do. Yeah, um, and you got, so, it. you got that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, full marks. Good, good yeah. job. Um, Actually, so, just on that, apparently he tried 10,000 versions of the light bulb before he got it right. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if you've looked into a lot of it, but he had a team of amazing researchers like a Tesla, Nikola Tesla was yeah. one of his researchers and uh, yeah. famously didn't get along, but I won because he was just a, an amazing business person, surrounded himself with geniuses, inventors, scientists. And he tried things. He gave himself permission to fail. I think that often in, in life, um, even in schooling, I think it's ingrained in us, we're taught to not fail. We're taught that we need to get the best results we possibly yeah. can and do the best we can at everything we do. Yes, do your best. But if it doesn't work out, you've learned through that. Oh, you're not a failure. You learned. It's a lesson. Learning or you're growing and, yeah. and probably both, right? So yeah, yeah I don't know. There's another tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, Steve. So I search, I guess, take this back to, because we've talked about a lot of really, really good stuff here. In terms of what you do, I know that you do help people with their marketing, with getting their words right, both internally and externally. Mm -hmm. What would be some of the services that you provide? I guess, what would be some of the problems that you help business owners face and fix? Yeah. So the main one, and this is a very generic thing, but the main one is using the right words to connect to the right people. 
that's essentially it. And when you can, or when you do discover how to do that and what those words are, running a business and marketing becomes a whole lot easier. As someone who's in marketing, you Cop would understand and know that. And I guess the, the easiest part of that is I released a book in March called The Influential Marketer. I hope it's okay if I show yeah. that. As the, the subhead there said, 366 cracking copywriting, marketing, and mindset ideas. So it, this book is different. A lot of, it is very thick, as you can see. <laughs> However, a lot of business and marketing books, as everyone knows, they're very sequential. I've got to start at the start and get to the end. By the time I get to the end, I've forgotten what. Yeah. You know, what, I, what So this is very different, right? It's a lesson per page per day. I don't know if, how that's showing oh, up, but your school days are coming out in this book. <laughs> Some pages are really short, right? I've just yeah. opened that up at a yeah. random page. So you can read a page a day. Oh, well, that's cool. Some people read it um, from cover to cover like a novel. Some people just yeah. go, okay, there's a good idea for me today. And as you can see, mine is like dog-eared yeah. and got, and yeah. that's the reason I wrote the book like, like I did. Yeah. It was so that it could sit on your desk and be a help to you. Perfect. As either inspiration or as in a real technique to use for it. So if you are interested in, in looking at that, they cost $35 plus shipping. You go to the influentialmarketer.org um, and oh, I'm happy to sign a copy for you. People say, and here's, the, here's the imperfection of it. Right? People say, why .org? That's usually a charity. The reason it's <laughs> .org is that .com and .com.au were taken, right? The only one that was available was, <laughs> was .org. I mean, there's the imperfection of it, right? Nothing in yep. this world is perfect. But totally. look, what people are saying to me, Kyle, and this is around the country, number of copies that I've sold, people are saying they love it. The fact that it is just a day yeah. of page, they can just quickly and easily read it. In our really busy, fast-paced world where we're bombarded, just being able to read something in five minutes and get some inspiration or get some help yes. has been... A big has been a game changer for a number of people, and mm. I do tell the story. I got that that testimonial from um, that lady in Noosa who runs a car detailing business. She she said, "I looked at the what you said about how to do an email. I took your ideas from that page, sent an email out, and got a client. It was page wow. thirty. That's really cool. Buy a book, get a buy a book, get a client. It's a good ROI. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The influentialmarketer.org is where to go. If I buy a copy online, will you bring a signed copy on Friday for me? Absolutely. For sure. Perfect. Awesome. I'm yeah. done. I'll buy it straight after this. That's great. But yeah, Steve, it's been awesome catching up, mate. Thank you so much for your time and for all of your wisdom. I think that there's been a lot of value there in terms of, I think mindset is one component that is often a big focal point, but it's super important. Like you said, if you tackle that first, everything else flows. So I really appreciate yeah. you uh, taking time to to go through that with us um, and definitely keen to, to read the book. Everybody that I've heard about the book from has loved it. Um, yeah, I'm hoping I might even pick up two clients from it. We'll see how we go. <laughs> okay, excellent. I'll have a couple awesome. of copies there on Friday for you, Carl. Perfect, right. Thank you yeah. so much. Now, just before we wrap, I've been doing a speed round of questions just to get some okay. extra bits of value from my guests. Yeah. Um, would you be happy for me to, to rapid fire some Far questions away. at you? Far Perfect. Away. The first one for you, Steve is what is your, uh, your best, uh, let's say, ritual or habit to look after yourself as a business owner? It's knowing when to shut down, to shut off. In terms of a ritual, I've just learning, I've made my own didgeridoo and I've wow. played the didgeridoo. That's one of my shut off or, you know, or techniques. Yeah, that, that helps. It just it gets me out of, away from computer and all that sort of thing. So yeah, so have it shut off. It's very, when you're the person responsible, it's very hard to shut that off. And, uh, and so that's why, and I'll go back to Dobbin Buck when he said about three days a week, that's all he worked. Is the business 
working for you or are you being run by the business? And so that's probably the big thing, I think. Nice. Yeah, that's a really valuable bit of advice. Speaking of turning off, how, when you turn yourself back on uh, for the business, what's your kind of best productivity hack? Is there anything yeah. that find is help, helpful to keep you in uh, you know, work mode, focus yeah, mode? Yeah. Gene Schwartz, who I showed you in his book before, he, he worked in 33-minute block. So I've got my iPhone next to my desk. When I'm writing, timer on, 33 minutes, work away. As soon as the timer goes off, hit stop the timer, get up, walk around for five minutes, come back another 33 minutes, choose 25 minutes, whatever works for you. Yeah. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's that, a great that, thing. That, it keeps me being focused and not too tired mentally because if your mind is slow when tired, your productivity just sags, right? So, yeah. True. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for that. That's great. It reminds me of the Pomodoro technique. Have you heard of that? Same thing. Yeah. That yeah, was 25 yeah. minutes, I think. Yeah. yeah it's like yeah. a little tomato timer or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Now, last question for you. What your favorite or I'd say most valued app or work form that, that you couldn't live without? I can live without all of that technology. Yeah, I'm happy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the one, the couple that I use obviously is, is Grammarly. I use that a lot. I use the Hemingway app um, as well. There too, oh. as a writer, there too, that I, that I use a lot and I explain in the book, but I also um, am very mindful of the level of but the grade level, the reading level of the copy that I write at, I make sure that's the FK, the place Kincaid score. I make sure that's around a year eight level. Um, and that's oh, wow. software that's, that's built into yeah. built into Word. So yeah, they're probably the three big ones for me as a writer. That's really cool. Yeah, I've not heard the Hemingway app before, to be honest. I'll have to check it out. But Grammarly, yeah, I mean, everyone, it's really good. I, I hope yeah, everyone's yeah. heard of Grammarly. Yeah, Grammarly. And there are lots of different ones like that. People have their, it's a Holden Ford argument for me, but I just use, I use those ones, yeah. Oh, perfect. Steve, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you today. Thank you so much for your time and just bringing such great energy to the show. Um, definitely everyone listening, check out theinfluentialmarketer.org for Steve's amazing book. And yeah, thank you again, mate. Really appreciate your time. Pleasure, Kyle. And thanks everyone for listening. I look forward to con connecting with you <laughs> at an event, hopefully soon. So thanks very much, Kyle. And thanks for everyone. Oh, thank you, Steve. Cheers. And that brings us to the end of another episode of Business Owners Unite. Thank you for spending this time with us and being a part of our growing community of entrepreneurs. If you liked what you heard, please show your support by subscribing and leaving a review on your platform of choice. Your feedback helps us grow and continue to bring you valuable content. Remember, your business journey is unique, and we're here to support you every step of the way. Stay tuned for more inspiring stories in our upcoming episodes.